Morning. It is first thing Friday and it's time for fix. This is the audio version of my email newsletter. It's made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Enjoy. Fix Insider April 7th. Merchant. Another big bank has put another big number against retail media, Morgan Stanley C $130 billion, calling out Amazon as the leader and hence a good investment. Anyone with a copy of the report? Would be grateful. Potential is great but what's happening now? ITV report they have a number of big brands using the Tesco and Boots data for targeting. For me this is the real prize in merchant media, running banners on Tesco.com does a job but using the data to minimize TV wastage can have a huge impact. The Don of Retail Media Colin Lewis shares what he sees brands wrestling with. A good reminder of how early we are. Some interesting thinking on how the in-store experience can be approached. The store is a physical space that is mission-focused and requires media that serves multiple stakeholders, the retailer, the brand advertiser, but by far the shopper first. It's not at-home TV and it's not the web, however, we can still create media that is about relevant content and storytelling as well as price and promotion. The hooks may be in totally different areas, innovation, simplification, family, self-care. But it's fast and short focus so content must be simple and useful. Interrupting the shopper is not the goal or desired outcome. It's a medium that needs to serve the shopper. The customer experience is key, online and offline. Walmart have announced a refresh of their website, emphasizing the improvements for customers whilst calling out more ad opportunities. We put our customers first, and this new homepage is just one more way we're improving the online shopping experience to make it more compelling to shop with us while saving our customers time and money. But this new experience doesn't just benefit our customers. It also provides our suppliers and marketplace sellers new opportunities to showcase more relevant products and better tell their stories, within moments that are top of mind for our customers, as they grow their businesses on walmart.com. 2PM weigh in with their thinking on the perfect product page. A wonderful example of the benefits of a great customer experience is the acquisition of cult beauty brand Aesop by L'Oreal. Aesop have grown by a very consistent brand experience in stores in the very best locations. If you are ever visiting a city you don't know the best way to find the happening areas for shopping, restaurant and bars, Google the location of Aesop stores. Never fails. L'Oreal are paying around 5 times sales, but Aesop is hugely profitable, with 87% margin. The biggest expense in real-world retail is usually rent, but if you follow the ESOP strategy of opening in the coolest districts, you can lock in cheap rents by being early. Only a few hundred retailers have adopted the buy with Prime option, is the fear of Amazon clouding perceptions of what is a good tool? In the early days of mobile commerce we saw people reluctant to offer Apple Pay because they feared Apple control, but once people saw the positive effect of an easy-to-use tool, it took off. I seem to remember it went to a third of Deliveroo business within weeks of launch. If you need some basic background to persuade a colleague, the IAB have gathered a set of experts to answer basic questions on merchant media. A16Z have released their latest report on marketplaces. Woolworth's Everyday Extra Subscription, 2023's Game Changer in Australian Retail. Buy. Return. Repeat, what really happens when we send back unwanted clothes? Shopping, The Guardian. TikTok. I don't think anyone knows what to do about TikTok. As people realize it's majority owned by Western VCs a ban looks more problematic and the Biden demand for the Chinese to sell doesn't really make that much sense. The FT think that rather than ban the app, the US should properly regulate it and domestic rivals. The news they were fined $15.9 million by UK regulators, the latest in a string of legal cases supports this.
TikTok have tooled up for the fight hiring big hitter Washington advisors but are trying for business as normal. Brands are showing no qualms with spend up by 11% in March and Phosphor report 15% of e-com ad spend they tracked in March went on TikTok ads, up from 2% in Q1 2022. They are rolling out an affiliate program, quite meta given all those side hustles on TK Talk and pushing creativity through workshops with Canter. And they have a new sibling app, Lemonade, which is already doing well. What is it? In the words of an influencer. It's so effing cute. Aesthetically pleasing. It's like Pinterest and Instagram came together and had a baby. Without any visible marketing it has gone from nowhere to a top 10 free app, leading some to speculate that all this TikTok activity is no coincidence. It is listed as being from developer Heliophilia, a Singapore company, but many believe its ultimate owner is ByteDance. Newf. Turns out this streaming business isn't as easy as it looks. Amazon are under pressure with Amazon Studios chief Jennifer Salk rebutting criticism. Their big hope The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, believed to be the most expensive series ever made, had just a 37% completion rate, meaning two-thirds of viewers didn't make it to the end of the series. The FT point to the final series of Succession as the end for peak TV, arguing the end of cheap money will curtail investment in new shows, one exec expects commissions to drop by between 20 and 30% this year, which would bring it back to levels of 2015-16. On sports they are doing better and are expected to be bidders for the UK rights to the Premier League. It seems none of the big tech players were tempted by the EFL, with Sky now in exclusive negotiations. Imagine trying to sell the board of Apple or Amazon a multi-million dollar deal on competition being contested by Burnley, Luton, and Millwall. But Dazen did bid and they had a really interesting idea, show every game live, ending the restriction designed to protect the 3pm kickoff on Saturday. This was rejected but feels like an idea whose time has come. I think this is inevitable, with thousands watching illegal streams of Premier League matches the demand is there. And whilst the board of Millwall may worry the TV would prove more alluring than a schlep to the new den, the people behind the big Premier League clubs would welcome the new revenues. All the action in TV has been in English-speaking markets, even though the content has never been more global as viewers accept subtitles for foreign language programming. But in Europe plans to compete are on ice as regulators are cold on mergers needed to form the national champions. Matthew Ball's now book looks good the streaming book, and it's her fee. Netflix tests idea of expanding gaming service to televisions. Channel 4 to see if lower frequency of ads more effective, digital TV news. r slash VR. The latest Piper Sanders survey if US teens isn't encouraging about VR, with just 4% saying they use it daily. Even this seems high, with the survey saying VR device ownership is 29% which I find impossible to believe. Apple seem poised to reveal their headset at their WWDC on June 5th, according to Bloomberg who say the device has been demoed to 100 top execs. There is a lot of comparison with the watch, which started slowly and has matured into a decent business. I think the new company from Snap could feature as a launch partner. The whole space is so early, Sony have seen poor sales for their PlayStation VR headset and potential content creators like Disney have shut up shop, but other brands are still investing. Is that a sign of belief or the launch project started in the height of the hype? AdTech The latest example of tension between ad tech firms and their customers is around contextual data. Content verification firms, bring you business and then you find out, they've, scraped your pages and are setting up a competitive angle into your business and undermining your efforts to stand up your own data, said Scott Messer, a media consultant and former executive at the Leaf Group.
two of the largest content verification firms, Integral Ad Science and Double Verify, rolled out contextual targeting products called Context Control and Custom Contextual Solution, respectively, both in 2020. EAS revealed in its earnings call last month that 47% of its programmatic revenue in 2022 came from the tool, up from 38% in 2021. Given these tensions and the general concerns over fees, why are we seeing ad tech being pushed into Nootv and merchant media? With a relatively small set of inventory providers we don't need tech design to deal with millions of websites. The customer experience of the Walmart site and the Netflix homepage needs to be protected because the consequence of a poor experience translates into lost revenue. A good piece calls out the problems in the customer experience of reach, where valuable local news brands are polluted by pop-ups and the push for more page views. Trying to read the player ratings for leads requires three or four pages. There are solutions. Dr. Fu is a long-time campaigner against poor ads and this post is good advice. Today I will talk about the economics of buying better ads and why advertisers should pay higher CPMs and buy from real publishers with real human audiences. Eric Sufert joined the Grey Matter podcast to discuss the post-ATT world. How data experts use Markov analysis to drive growth go deeper and see how Duolingo do it. Creative. The best way to improve your ad performance is to get the creative right. Nestle have been building a set of AI creative rules with our friends at CreativeX. Nestle embarked on an ambitious plan to put all its creative through an AI platform that would rank ads based on their suitability to different online platforms and pull out the key elements that are required for maximum ROI. That process created a set of rules for successful campaigns and early tests generated transformational results, finding that ads that meet the new creative requirements generate a significantly higher return on ad spend. Media monks get the value of creative too, advocating that dynamic creative optimization should be on every brand's to-do list. Totally agree, why treat your customer like a stranger when you could use the data derived from the media buy to make the creative more appropriate? It's not that hard, and people like Hunch and Vidmob are really good at this stuff. And the next opportunity is merchant media, where to date creative has been a low priority. That needs to change. AI. Good thinking on copyright and AI from a lawyer highlighting some of the differences in approach between the UK and the US. Again, learning how prompts are being used is a good way to see the potential. Photo prompts is a neat tool that lets you select different attributes of photography and apply them in a prompt, from photographer to camera to film stock. Hours of fun. The Dean of MBA students at the Stern School of Business has been sharing ways of using AI to improve productivity, including great advice on how to extract actions from long Gmail threads. A smart VC argues the new Avengers, how AI is giving us superpowers. Things can go wrong though, because ChatGPT retains user input data to further train itself, you really should not add anything confidential. Samsung have learned this the hard way, with semiconductor testing information now on the open AI servers. It's not clear how or why this error became public, but I imagine all the Chinese chip firms are trying prompts to learn as much as they can. Plus plus. Amazon reveals its squared-off Project Kuiper satellite internet dishes, The Verge. Amazon just opened up its sidewalk network for anyone to build connected gadgets on. Feds target alcohol pricing in new antitrust probe, Politico this a 1936 law prohibiting suppliers from offering better prices to large retailers at the expense of their smaller competitors. Some speculate it could impact merchant media. Big tech expected to circumvent UK digital services tax, MPs warn, FT. Google to cut down on employee laptops, services and staplers for multi-year savings. NRF, State of Retail and the Consumer 2023. Apple introduces Apple Pay later. Announcing the launch of the new Ads Transparency Center, 
Google. Tim Cook on shaping the future of Apple, GQ. Amazon's palm reading payment tech is coming to Panera Bread, tech, crunch. Inside the very tough business of trying to disrupt media, Vanity Fair. Piper Sandler completes 45th semi-annual Generation Z survey of 5,690 U.S. teens.